Welcome to the third space. I'm Kevin Weir. Hey, Kevin. It's our champagne anniversary. Oh, it is. Yeah, here I, I I got us some champagnes. Multiple of them. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. Those are mushrooms. Of course they are. We can't do this again. Do what? <sighs> All right, fine. But I don't want to hear about this on our Chantrell anniversary. Ragonomics. No. <laughs> no. Not that one. Uh, that's how we're starting. Just Ragonomics and then no. Yeah. Um, oh, no. <laughs> uh, welcome hey. to. Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. That was good. Hey, uh, listeners, you might hear a third voice this time around. We got a very special guest with us. Uh, welcome to someone we've been talking to for quite a while now at this point, uh, Kat Rector. Hello. She is an author. Uh, she is a very funny person. Uh, do you do anything else? Uh, I do customer service for paying my bills. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a thing. You, you don't have to define yourself <laughs> that way, though. I'm more of yeah. any other like definitions you want to put on your uh, that thing at the bottom of your email i really like want... fountain coke from the theaters okay, i'd, yeah. I'd like to Uh-oh. die with that on my gravestone oh <laughs> why here lies I... a lover of fountain coke but only from theaters yes very uh. specific it's it's yeah. just the right amount of watered down <laughs> oh you gotta cut your coke i got it that yeah. should be my epitaph jeremy verkley just the right amount of watered down uh <laughs> <laughs> and mine will be finally uh we're we're here <laughs> to talk about uh i guess hey you know what we were talking about graves that is actually a really not bad good lead-in <laughs> to the to the topic we got because we're doing a creature feature that's right and cat's gonna be our expert um yeah. because uh she's got a book on north mythology north north norse mythology coming out um, and so we asked her, uh, hey, is there a creature that you want to you want to talk about on our podcast? And uh, she said Draugr. So, yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, yep, 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 yep. That's what we're going to do. Um, Kevin has done uh, a tiny bit of looking into it. I have done none. Um, and so uh, I will ask to start us off here. Uh, what's a, what's a Draugr? What's the, what's that about? Well, I wanted to turn it around a bit on you and say, what do you know about Draugr, if anything at all? Um, let's see. What I know about Draugr is uh, they look undead to me um, and something about uh, like a vengeful spirit or something like that. Or like maybe a person who didn't die and and, and live gloriously enough to be like taken to Valhalla you can just say Skyrim. You can just say Skyrim. No, I was going to say God of War, the new God of War game. That's <laughs> that's like, yeah. Yeah. A lot they, a lot of them seem to have humps. I've noticed that. The, uh, yes. <laughs> they have as of late become the like if you're going to do a Norse mythology based like action game, they have become like the default enemy. Yeah, they're the grunt. Yeah. 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 But they're more than that. They're more than that. Kat, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Draugr? I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like that's 
sums it up pretty well. Are we done here? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, you okay, yeah, I guess. To get some sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> Spend the next forty minutes on something else. I think. Uh no, Draugr. I mean, there is kind of a sense of catch allness to them in the first place. Like not quite to the extent that um, like Skyrim and God of War do it, but considering some of the sources that I have, it ranges from normal vengeful spirit to this folktale where it's this he the dragger becomes a seal that gets speared by a fisherman and then the dragger comes back to sell the fisherman a boat that will kill his family. <laughs> So hot damn! What a what a revenge story. Yeah, yeah. The, the, like it the seems to be all well? over the place. So is is Draugr then sort of a catch-all term for spirit? This reference book lists it as Draugr, Revenant, and Ghast under the same listing. I I found a lot of things that were saying that like just. They constantly brought up ghost, but only in the context that Draugr are not ghosts. <laughs> like, the amount that they would, like, <laughs> like I think Draugr are ghosts, because you don't mention something that much and saying, no, it's not that. Definitely it's like if somebody ga- gave you a, a burger and they're like, it's not human meat. Like, why did you have to say it? It's really insistent. <laughs> You're way too insistent about it. Okay, so I'm confused. Does that mean they have a physical form or no physical form or they can take a physical form? All of the above. Yeah, what what I get mostly is that they do have a corporeal body, um, but they do have, like, weird powers where they can, like, glide through Earth. Wait, hold heard... up. Hold up a second. Stop. Because mm-hmm. I just realized that Draugr didn't turn into a ship that would kill that mer- that fisherman's family. He just had a ship. It, yeah, the next town would, over, even that would kill that fisherman's family. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did he know the ship would kill his family? I I don't think he knew, but the folktale definitely <laughs> insisted that like something was really suspicious about the purchasing of this boat, and then. Like seventy-five percent of the tale is just them on the sea getting continually tossed out of the boat and capsized, and this and 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 the fisherman is making all these choices where it's like, I could stop this now. However, I will continue to sacrifice my family for profit. That's so <laughs> okay. So that what ma- what I'm getting here is that a dragger can be incorporeal. It can change its form to fit animals or like zombie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it also has quick access to suspicious, harrowed, haunted, or parable uh, ships. <laughs> now, I will say we don't necessarily have to take that from the story. What it could just be <laughs> is that he just he just like you know he this this Draugr got stabbed and was like, ah oh, man, that guy stabbed me, but I do got to get rid of this boat. Wait, the Draugr was fine, though. Why is he upset if he's fine? Um, I don't know. How many times do you get punched in the face and you're like, but I was fine, though? I mean, I hate conflict, so... Fair. <laughs> off, Fair. Off, I'm For- like, well, I got punched, but it's over, so... <laughs> I guess I'll live with it. That's yeah. not the Viking way. Yeah, you're right. That is not the Viking way. Um. We are talking about a, a culture who used to have insult battles and then die about it. 
<laughs> that's a that's a great closing line to like an argument. Why don't you just die about it? Yep. Yeah. I am brilliant like that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you're, so you're welcome. <laughs> there's some basic stuff uh, that I found uh, just so we can kind of like get an idea of these. So droggers uh, in some of the physical traits they have to be human strength. They are generally just ugly. They're not. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're, they're they're corpses, you know, and they smell bad. What type of smell smell bad? Uh, reek of decay, which okay. makes sense. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes that once again that makes sense. They are walking corpses or ghosts. <laughs> they the, a, a good description I found of them is they are a corporeal ghost. Okay, okay. So <laughs> Which, not not a zombie. Not not a zombie, uh, but a corporeal ghost and somewhat vampirific. Oh, what what type of vampire are they? They're just like in general, like energy. Like, <laughs> yeah, they come into room and they really bring down the mood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I'm, is it a blood type thing? Hey, you guys, hey, you guys want to listen to Ben Folds Five? Are they are they feeding on a lust? I would like mm-hmm. somebody to to acknowledge my <laughs> reference to alt rock. No, alt no, rock sorry, has no play no place here on this podcast, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> All right, the podcast that mentions Yarling the most. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what maybe we should go back from the, the beginning? What makes a drogger happen? By the looks of it, it tends to be revenge based. Like there are, there's a story about a woman who comes back from the dead after being improperly buried and like disrespectfully put in her grave, and she decides that the way to get them to bury her properly is to serve them dinner. So she just comes back, whips up a feast, and everybody has a great time, presumably gets buried, right? <laughs> that's nice. I mean, that seems like a very reasonable response. But like, how can I solve this problem? Exorcism? No. Dinner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is the I that is the most passive aggressive zombie. <laughs> yep. Vengeance. That's the that's the greatest form of vengeance right there, dinner. <laughs> I, I wanted to read this specific line I found from a website. Um, which I understand is a metaphor, but I want for when I read this, you all to imagine it very literally. Okay, be obtuse, understood. The Draugr were believed to be propelled from their graves to physically attack the living out of anger and envy, which in my mind evokes an image of walking through a graveyard and just... Yeah, it's a zombie, <laughs> zombie jack-in-the-box. Yep. <laughs> just yeah. coming out, just like, just like, ah, I like your necklace. I'm down with it. I want it. <laughs> ah, I'm jealous of your relationship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I do like, you sort of brought it up there, Kat, but I do like the um the fact that it, in everything that I've read, while they are kind of treated as like the grunts and stuff in a lot of video games and content like that, they are, they are like, have like a human level intelligence just with a lot more like anger and hate in them. But like, they're not we're not talking about mindless zombies shifting around. They're they're like almost full on people. Yeah. They they have like, a purpose. Like they have they they I mean they have names because they're the names of the people that they were alive, but like their personalities have changed so much that it's like it's kind of a second person. Yeah. Where are you telling me that people die and become like the negaverse version of themselves? <laughs> Is that what you're saying right now? I hope so. <laughs> 
That'd be wild. I would be. Uh, yeah, I want to watch that. <laughs> okay, I guess that Kevin, make a note. That's what happens in this world. It, it does say, regardless of how they were in life, in death they were murderous and vengeful monsters, or maybe you were passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's the maybe only other if answer. in life you were very blunt and forthright, you become passive aggressive in, in death. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like I, I guess uh, you know a family member dies and you and you bury them, but you're like you're like ah whatever I don't care we bury them just let's put their head on the bottom I don't care I'm an asshole, uh, and then like a week later <laughs> they just come out of the kitchen stirring a pot and they're like hey you want some pasta it's I didn't mind having my head down you want some pasta <laughs> hey I came to live here with you. <laughs> now I'm, now I'm, I'm here as well. Don't worry, I won't pay rent. I'll just take up some space and make a lot of noise. I don't want to bother you. Yeah. Oh, was this your cheese? Oh, I didn't see your name on it. Hey, how do I check my email again? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Draugr Boomers. <laughs> see, there's a way to avoid all of this, though, because apparently, much like they used to like bury the dead with like a bell... To make sure yeah. that they were, you know, dead. And if they weren't dead, they could ring a bell. Uh, in order to keep <laughs> them from returning from the dead, the people who own the house that they, the Draugr died in would smash a part of the wall out and take <laughs> the, the body out the hole in the wall. Because everybody knows that a Draugr can only find their way back to the house if they know where the front door is. So if you take them out the front door, then they will definitely be able to find their way back. So they will smash the, the wall, take the body out, build the wall again, so, you know, they don't freeze to death, then bury the body. Okay, so the best part about that is, is that Draugr have human-level intelligence, but cannot find front doors. They can remember where front doors are, but can't find them. Yeah, the the way that I that I heard that written was that um, <laughs> yeah, it's a corpse door. It's a door where they're like they're carried through with people surrounding it, so they can't see where it was going, and then they brick it up. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I love that. I I also found some preventative uh, measures. Um, I found one that said that if you uh if you tie its big toes together with needles driven through their feet, I should clarify. It will prevent them from being able to walk once they become undead. So it doesn't stop from becoming undead. It just is that, stops is that them before from or after they give them the bell? Uh, it's too <laughs> Be, because my, <laughs> I don't know. my my worry is that like they're like okay, time to tie their toes together, like, and then they drive the needles to the feet, and then the person starts screaming because they're not dead; they were just sleeping. Yeah, because they don't have a bell. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that all yeah. works. That's fair. They also clarify you can also just put a big boulder on top of the grave. No, that seems to mm. be opposite to the idea that apparently they can phase through stone. And they uh, have super strength, you said. Yeah, a very large boulder. Yeah. <laughs> they can also change size. We didn't mention that. Well, I mean, if they can turn into a seal, they can change size. Mm-hmm. They can increase. It says they can increase their size at will. Is there a limit? Ooh. Um, they do seem to be. I do find a lot of things that do read that like you are, um, uh, you are still under constrained by physics. 
Like they mentioned that this one Draugr had swollen himself so big that he could not be moved. Okay, okay. Like, I could not move himself. Like, they had to, like, take levers. and Handy. That's, yeah, very good choices. Yeah. Which is Got- helpful. Gotcha. I guess, if you want to be big. I mean, if there was a team of Draugr that were all being murderous and vengeful together, one of them could swell up to a large boulder size, and the other two could push them down a hill and crush people. <laughs> yeah. If that's what they wanted to do, absolutely. See, see, that's the important question, I think, is do Draugr run in packs? Because that would be significantly harder. But then they would all have to have, like, the same enemy, I guess? I think if they get along with each other, the thing is they have human intelligence. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah I guess, well, but I guess have you met humans? A... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there, there... <laughs> I have met humans. I do not like most of them. Um, however, <laughs> however... I would say, I think Kevin makes a good point because there could be a Draugr squad. They could have squad goals. And they're, a, <laughs> they're a bunch of assholes. Yeah. They're just yeah, an they, asshole squad. Essentially, they become real popular on TikTok. Well, a, a secret part of TikTok. <laughs> I've reached Draugr talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they could be that, like... The, that rich section of TikTok that likes to talk about their money because, you know, a lot of a lot of people were buried with, like, treasure and stuff, like their earthly possessions. So they're just like, yeah, my uh, my grave pit is, like, so pimped out with all this gold and these chalices and this, oh, these hair combs. Do you see these? This is elephant bone. But yes, they elephant. didn't give me my picture of Bonnie Tyler, and so I'm going to go back and kill them. No, that's fine. I don't need that picture. I don't need that picture at all. It's perfectly fine. Mm. There is something to talk about um, that one of the Draugr's motivations is jealousy and greed. Um, like, they do get treated in certain stories kind of like uh, the defenders of the grave mounts and all the riches that may be within. So they're kind of, they're hoarders is what you're telling me. Bad smelling smog. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we don't know how smog smells. You might as well that. <laughs> That's fair. It might, it might be a nice smog. Um... <laughs> you ever smelled the lizard? Yes. No. You have you smelled the lizard? I haven't smelled the lizard. I'm curious. I have, I I have smelled the lizard. They don't really smell like much. Okay. Um, they kind of smell musty when they're molting, though. Okay. Right. Yeah. Fair. The only educational fact I'll be spouting this episode, probably. <laughs> I want to do. I want to mention one more thing about uh, the means of prevention because I think it's very funny. Um, there, like this is going off the same line that that to kind of prevent it is. There's nothing that prevents a dragger from happening. If a dragger is going to happen, apparently it's just going to happen. What you can do is just make it less effective when it does happen. Yeah, you can um, ruin its feet first. You, you ruin its feet. Um, you can actually make it confused by going out the the. A hole, hole in the wall. Yeah. Uh, along those same lines, there's also this tradition where you, with the coffin, you should lift it up, walk it, put it down, lift it up, walk a different place, and put it down so like it doesn't know where it's being. Like a blindfolded wow. like pinata type <laughs> type way. Like yeah, put the blindfold yeah. on, spin them around, let yeah, them walk com- five steps. Yeah, to confuse the jogger's sense of direction. So when you know when they eventually tear themselves up out of the grave, they're just like. Where the fuck is Greg? <laughs> Damn it! I, I thought I I thought I heard a pinball machine earlier. Where <laughs> where was that? They're trying to do that thing where like they're being kidnapped and they're like, oh, I heard a 
I heard a freeway to my right, which I think means I must be over. Th- oh, come on. Question I have. This has come up a couple times in the pre- prevention mm-hmm. is that somebody dies and then they do these prevention things. But it assumes that the drogger is aware basically from the moment of death. It just doesn't have control yet. Well, I wonder if it's more of that if they do become a drogger, like the the body's essentially gathering memories as it's going along. Um, because once again, these are not... The, I keep on going back to this weird thing where like, they are not ghosts. <laughs> they are they are reanimated corpses, mm-hmm. which makes mm-hmm. me think that it's like, yeah, this is based on the fact that that corpse will come back. Not necessarily the person in the corpse, but like the remains of them that remains in that body. Their spirit has gone on someplace else. So okay, the see- body will, the body does like remember it being carried out, I suppose. Okay, so that means that like, basically, person dies. Draugr is already there, but it's booting up. Well, I think it's, it's like more... it's like an old 1990s computer. <laughs> I think that's the way of doing it. Yeah. Um, I think it's possible that the that if a drogger like it has that it has that stored memory, and then if a drogger happens, it can pull on that memory. But if a drogger never happens, then that just sits there in the body forever. I like the idea because it doesn't happen to everybody of being like. No, I trust this person. This this is not going to be a drugger situation. It's not going to happen. And like not taking like taking the precautions basically is like I don't trust this person. Oh yeah, <laughs> you knew what back. you did in the last week of their lives. That's, yeah, yeah, you knew. Some somebody goes to a funeral and they're like, "That was a really nice funeral." Probably not a drugger with that one. And then like the other ones, like, why did they do open cast it? There were needles through everyone's feet. Like, why? <laughs> it does sound like if you don't bury them right, they're just going to be like, hey. Come on. Wait, so that means the prevention that you do, you only do when you're like, I'm not going to bury this person, right? It's too much work. It seems like at that point you just want to bury them right. Yeah. Well, I think the, I think the, the vengeance aspect as well, like it, it, it comes down to like, yes, burial. Also, did you fuck this guy over before he died? And like, how bad? I was just saying that, like, yeah, mean, nasty, or gritty people can become Draugr. So you can also be mean enough in night in life that they're just like, this guy's probably going to become a Draugr. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I feel like, just for me, I need I need a level of offense that is worth vengeance from a Draugr. Hmm, I mean, that, that's debatable because, like, <laughs> if, you, if you called a guy cowardly, you could kill him. Or he, the, the person who got called cowardly had the the right to duel you and kill you so like modern offense doesn't even apply i mean is okay, that enough okay. to become is that enough to become a drugger i mean that's insult right so like if i was walking down the street and i saw kevin and and kevin was walking down the street and he's crossing the road i was like hey kevin fuck you and then a car hit him like i insulted him and if he was offended by that insult he would Maybe. come back as a drugger Maybe. You can say this was la- you can say this was last month. You can say that. That's fine. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um, but what if I just cut him off and he didn't know it was me? What if we were in tr- in, in in like driving cars and I cut him off and he t- didn't know it was me and he was pissed off? 
Well, then like, he die. Yes. Then, yes, then, a, then, a, then a truck comes and hits his car because I cut him off. Uh, <laughs> I do I do find things that sort of like might be based on the idea that you might have targeted Draugr who are like, I'm specific, specifically, I'm specifically mad at this one person. And you might just have general like greedy Draugr. Like there's talks about like this one guy, one Draugr who just like lived in his barrow, but like was a drogger and caused animals around him to go mad. Cool. Uh, but did really didn't seem to have anything. Like, this is Thoroth. Uh, <laughs> caused birds to drop dead when they flew over his barrow because he just drove them mad and they died, I guess. Uh, I also found a story of a swarm brothers who made an oath that if one would die, the other would sit vigil for three days inside the burial mound. And, like, so that seems like a pretty good relationship. Um, so when one of them died, the other one sat inside the, the you know, he brought his possession to the barrow and he sat there. Um, and then <laughs> the other one, the dead one, just got up and then he killed a hawk and a, and a dog and he ate them. And then on the second night, he killed a horse. Then on the third night, um, his brother, like, fell asleep, so he tore off his ears. Like, it seems you can also just be a drogger who's a mean. Okay, so what I'm getting from this is there's some drogger. Who, like, they've got a target, and if you manage to be like, I fixed the problem, like, you feed them dinner or something, they go away. And then there's Draugr who are, like, CEOs, and they just make life bad for people and animals around them. Seems like it. Do you want to hear? I found a way to annihilating a Draugr, I suppose. Okay, yeah, tell me that, and then we should probably talk about how this world's going to be. Yeah. Uh, So there's, uh, obviously... There's, like, decapitation and stuff like that. You can, like, decapitation, burn the body, throw the ashes in the sea, there's things like that. Um, there is, there. I found this in at least two different locations that says another way that you could kill a Draugr is if you can just wrestle it back into its grave. I like it. If but you just push them back in there. I like I, it. I have, you... I have such a problem with that, because, like, what do you just, like, nail the coffin shut? Or, like, what? <laughs> no, no, How no. does it guarantee that it stays? In... If you have to wrestle them back in, you have to let them get out. You got to <laughs> let them get out, set up a WWE ring, chairs like, and ladders match. Get them into the grave, count, three counts, three and counts. Then they can't get back out. Yeah, it's got to be a referee, a neutral party. Just honor-based. You, you have bested me. Thank you. I will get back in. You pit, you pit them to a three count, they're dead again. <laughs> you put them back in the grave. Put them, put them. Back in the grave. I like I'm at, I love the idea of like funeral priests being these swole guys who are just ready to wrestle if they need to. Like Ooh, Jerry has come out of his grave saying like, that people didn't treat him correctly. In this world, every undertaker is a wrestler. Yeah. And every wrestler is Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> Time for the tombstone pile driver on Thoroth. <laughs> This episode of The Third Space is brought to you by the goddess of nothing at all. Hey, Kat. Hi. Hi. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your book? Sure. Uh, The goddess of nothing at all is a Norse myth retelling from the point of view of Sigyn, Loki's wife. One of two wives, I suppose, if you follow the myths. Uh, It's sometimes dark, sometimes funny, 
and it's got an LGBTQA cast of characters, exactly zero Draugr, and uh, it'll probably make you cry. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, one of two wives is also a pretty funny title. Um, yeah, I was yeah. originally going to go with um, something to the effect of living with a trickster bullshitter, but, you know, here we are. <laughs> I mean, I, I, do, do love... I don't think you should just describe uh, the existence of most women uh, in their married <laughs> lives. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 well, yeah, well, it just seemed like a decent idea to let her uh, set on her own as, the, <laughs> as nothing at all. Yeah. yeah. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. The, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. Whenever I hear the title of your book, I just think of that Flanders line. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guys fair. of nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. See, these are the things you don't think about when you title your book and then you it's it's like naming a kid and finding out that they're easily made fun of. <laughs> I do love the title though. I do lo- I love the title as well. And the yeah. question I have is what sort of person uh what sort of person or emotions will a person get reading your book? Um someone replied to me today to say that they have experienced exactly all of the human-based emotions while reading the book. So I take that as a good thing. Uh, It starts out lighter and gets considerably more dark and disturbing as the book goes on. Oh, so so like regular human life. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That slow descent into old age. (laughs) Mood. (laughs) I can relate to that. Uh, And when, uh, When does your book come out? Uh, the release date is October 1st, and it's already up for pre-order. Where can people get it from? Um, pretty much anywhere. Amazon, major retailers. Uh, you can actually also request it at your library or your local bookstore. Which is a great way of helping authors just in general. Mm-hmm. Much better mm-hmm. choices than Amazon, but, uh, you know, mailing. So I think we've got a pretty good idea of how these Draugr work yeah. in a general sense, which is... Generally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd say I'd say generally is the way they work. Yeah. Yep. Very yeah. vague. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what this world would end up being like. Well, I think because this has to do with the end of a life, this is something that people deal with all the time since the beginning of human history, unlike some other things where you could just avoid it for a while. Yeah, no, you're not avoiding this. Yeah. In fact, it's probably a lot more common earlier earlier on before you know, like, hey, why does everyone who die and we just leave in a field <laughs> keep coming well, back and getting yeah, angry Yeah, because at you us? don't know any of the rules at the start. Mm-hmm. You're just like, hey, uh, my uncle came back and he was a seal and, and I was hungry, so I tried to kill him. And now he's trying to give me this boat. Like, what's what's the protocol for this? <laughs> The boat, the boat seems really cheap. I don't, I don't know. He was, he was not a good haggler, and I have this boat now. I don't all, see the also, holes. He just, he kind of family out on kind of seemed a mean. Of like I'm not sure what to do. Uh, yeah. So I think maybe if we put him under the ground. Yeah, we could try that. Yeah, I don't, maybe. I don't really want to go through that whole rigmarole with ships again. Let's just put him in the ground next time. It's very under the ground. Maybe that's something that they'll enjoy. Yeah. And the the most infuriating thing is that'll only work some of the time. <laughs> yeah, and only if you do it right, because apparently there are rules to that too. 
Oh, you want them to be horizontal, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many like t- tiny, tiny things you can do wrong. Like, do the arms have to be crossed? If they're not crossed, do we get a dragger? Is that is that a problem? Well, my my question is like, would this reach a point where people are just like, like dead or burned? Like every every single dead body gets head cut off, burned, thrown in the sea. Like you do this stuff beforehand, and then the only dragger we're seeing are ones who are like died in the woods or died in a place where they could not be. I think, I think three things happen. I think one, uh, cremation, absolutely very common. Um, however, two, I think putting them on a boat and sending them down a river or like into the sea is also a good way because like, even if they come back as a drogger, they're in a different place now. And we know from the rules of drogger (laughs) that they get lost. (laughs) And there's just some one town downriver that's just got all these weird seals and they have stopped <laughs> fishing entirely because every time they get a seal, something fucking bad happens. I mean, you're making a great point because I think you don't build another town downstream of somewhere else. Like you, that, somebody builds a place that, upstream of you. You're like, damn it. Now we've got to go to war and stop them because otherwise we're going to get all their dragger. It's very it's, White Walkers. It's... It, <laughs> It's a, like it sounds like doing that is just the most asshole thing to do. It's literally sending your problems down the river, which, as we have seen in human history over and over, is a very common tact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love, I love. So the thing is that I can only imagine that being on purpose. Like, there's nobody <laughs> who's like, "Hey, we could burn these things, or we could build a boat and send them down the river." Like, it's so much easier to burn them. You have to have a concentrated "fuck those guys" <laughs> to be like, "No, nah, send our bodies to them." I mean, I don't. Well, be- <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily true because the dragger has to be offended about the way it was buried. Like, we've come up with the rules, but really, it, it'd probably be down to the culture the dragger's from. It doesn't have to be offended uh, that it's Baird. We also mentioned that they can just be mean, nasty, or greedy people could become a draw. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. This could yeah. be a very practical solution, though, because before the, the Scandinavian peoples figured out that they could, like, get on a boat and go attack England, they were just kind of, like, fighting amongst each other for land. So this could be a great strategy. Just yeah. send all the dead bodies <laughs> yeah. down the river. Oh, weaponizing your dead, Kevin. Yes. I heard I heard that your father died last night. Would you say he was particularly uh, an asshole? Oh yes, very very much so. Yeah, I hated that right, guy. Get him on a <laughs> Get him on a boat. We've got Get him on a boat. We've got a barge. There's like 10 dead. We're just going to send it down. Uh there's this one like just crotchety old man in the town, like this guy who throws rocks at birds, and you just see the like the village leaders being like, "Yes, when he dies, he will be a great tool for our enemies' destruction." <laughs> I mean, the, I think the problem with that strategy is that if the Draugr destroy their enemy, if the Draugr are still there, so they can't really do. They still got to go deal with it. I feel like that's I mean, probably yes. true in general, right? So, like. What happens to a dragger once the the mission is complete? It's not like other things where it's like, oh, I was a ghost, but I've fulfilled my purpose, and now okay, I'll go to the afterlife. No, you got these all these like weird zombie things walking around. So, if they are intelligent and their purpose is fulfilled, do they have a guild? Yeah, or like, are they just like mercenaries now? 
I mean, I don't think they're mercenaries. I think they have Draugr towns that are all, like, nomadic, like, going from place to place, fucking shit up. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not even sure, I'm not even sure they'd be nomadic. Like, the, every, the stories you hear of, um, of uh, Draugr that actually have names is that they're perfectly fine with, like, staying in their barrows. What they probably would be is they would be raiders, is that they go out and get, like, um, they want, because they, they're greedy, they want to go out and get, like, stuff from other towns and then bring it back to their town for no reason other than to hoard it like a dragon. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So basically what we're saying is that Viking raids happen, but not because of the Nordic peoples, but because of the dead Draugr everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You're really, you're, when you see a, when you see a long boat on the horizon, you're really flipping a coin on like, okay, are these humans or are these the undead? Or... And the, well, the problem is with the undead is they'll also try to eat you. Yeah, like at, like at least at least the living Vikings won't do that. <laughs> I mean, you don't know. Presumably, yeah. I'm presuming. Presumably. I'm presuming the camel is not a huge thing there. But. There's probably like one guy. Like Pete was just like, you know, I have developed a taste for the flesh, and uh, if you could just accommodate me every once in a while with a raid. You know, <laughs> speaking as somebody who sometimes looks into like unsolved mysteries and stuff the amount of times the people get lost and one person's like we got to eat we got to eat people we got to eat people like the amount of times that happens and not even like when stuff has run out and they've been starving for a while they'll be like we're trapped here we shouldn't even look for food who are we eating first? jeremy jeremy you can say you can say it was last month that's fine it's been four hours we should start now we should start now um, let's just, let's make a list so everybody knows when it's their turn. <laughs> Nobody run away. Why is my name at the bottom of the list? Well, because I'm not going to go crazy first. Uh, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I'm fine. You see my very logical laid out plan to eat everyone. Uh, dude, dude, we're not even lost. We still have the boat. We went on a raiding trip. We have not seen a Wendy's on the side of the ship for three hours. We're lost. <laughs> Uh, when when D's nuts <laughs> get I don't know something about cannibalism uh, something something barbecue does nuts something 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 barbecue nuts uh, <laughs> great what a great aside we just had there I mean you're the one who brought nuts into it Kevin I did you you laid uh, it out I on would... a silver platter for wait, me wait wait. We're just stopping on me for the nuts thing and not the entire thing before it about cannibalism. No, because I think that's a valid point. I mean, okay. everybody here is probably within the like first four hours crowd, so. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Note to self, <laughs> don't a, go on a camping trip with Cat. <laughs> that's, a, that's, uh, that's a good idea because uh, my fire lighting skills are subpar anyways. My, my firelighting skills are subpar, and my tolerance for cannibalism is even lower. <laughs> I've been practicing how to make sashimi. Um... So I think what we probably see is we see a time where people would be like, as we said, utilizing these things as a good way to destroy your enemies until there's too many of them, and now you got to fight back against them. Yeah, I... which means wrestling. We... <laughs> yeah. Now, here's here's the question I have about the wrestling. Does it need to be their grave or is it any grave? Um, that is actually a very good question. I don't know. I do think they just say a grave. 
Cool. That, I see something, something. Then it behooves people to, at the edge of a settlement, have unmarked open graves. So that. <laughs> so do you think? Go ahead. Sorry. Do you think that what? Just I guess just as an opinion question here, what do you think is easier to try to um, cut off the head, burn the body, put the ashes, or just push them into a hole and pin them? Um, uh, I guess it depends on, on, on the dude we're talking about. Because, I mean, you know, there, there's some people that I think I could tackle into a grave. And there's some people that, like, I feel like if I see this problem coming a year ahead of time, I start to lift weights. I don't know. <laughs> I, the benefit I, have for- I think it depends on level of technology, Kevin, because it's really hard to do a decapitation with a copper sword. That's true. But once people get steel... Uh, and they're figured out how to sharpen it, then probably head chopping off is the easiest way. Yeah, well, I, I was thinking like the the interesting thing with the pinning stuff is that we know that they can grow bigger to the point that they are almost too big. So if you can trick them into growing real big, you just got to lay on top of them. And that technically can. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess because <laughs> they are they are strong, but I mean. I mean, it's, I it's I not- like the idea of wrestling because you can like Rey Mysterio, like be acrobatic, like luchador style, and and you know get them down that way. Or you can be like you know uh, Undertaker, big buff guy, and just be like, now you're pinned and like back in the grave with you. Well, it especially works great for like some of the Vikings who have very like extravagant names. Like in doing this research, I found a, someone called Alfer Holgunson, the peacock. And I'm like, that is a wrestler. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is a person who's got like feathers coming off their back. And they're like, I'm going to flap you one. <laughs> <laughs> They've got intro music whenever they walk around a grave. Uh, <laughs> it's now walk, walk this way. North- <laughs> My God, that's that's peacock. <laughs> Olaf the peacock. Olaf the peacock. Now, are 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 peacocks indigenous to Norway? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we have to worry about it that much. No, but now I now I have some some stuff I got to look up later. That's that's great. That I need to know that. <laughs> you know that that guy's a well traveled person. If peacocks are not indigenous to Norway. I mean, it, it, it might be an instance where somebody's like, ah, yes, a peacock, and they don't describe what a peacock is, and said they're like, yes, the peacock is a mighty bovine with horns made of fire. Uh, I don't want to go off onto Olaf the peacock. He got this name when he was 12 years old because he had fancy clothing. <laughs> Somebody looked at a 12-year-old kid and said, ah, look at that kid. He's a peacock. The <laughs> kid's so fancy. Well, what was coming of age? What was the coming of age age at that time? Because it, it wasn't eighteen. No, definitely oh, not. Yeah. I've never, I've never needed this information. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what our podcast is for. Uh, yep. <laughs> okay, let's let's fast forward. Maybe what, I got to stop reading about all off the peacock. Yeah, stop He's got it. a weird story. Uh, let's. Um, when do you think that people know the rules? Like. When do people figure out how to stop a dragger or make it harder for a dragger? See, the thing is that I'm of the mind that I don't think they ever figure out the burying rules because, like, if we just think of human nature, your first instinct would be like, oh, this thing comes back to life, is burn it, destroy the body completely entirely, or utilize it. I mean, there's also the bury it six feet under, right? That's a real... 
well, world well, thing yeah. that happened when people were afraid of the dead coming back to life. Mm. I guess. Well, but I think the question there is that, like, there is never a stage in human evolution where the dead do not come back to life. You never have this concept of like put something in the ground. You never have that concept of anything like that. So do we not have the the growth of the body must be retained? Because we don't – in this case, we won't have good relationships with dead bodies. Yeah, I mean I think maybe what this changes, Kevin, is that the idea that the body is a sacred vessel or that the body is sacred never shows up because bodies Ooh. have always come back to be dicks. <laughs> yeah, bodies are all, are constantly assholes. Yeah, so I think the soul and the spirit become more profane because the body comes back as a drogger. Yeah, I, I think you might get this idea where like once once someone dies, like there like there's like your body is a gross thing <laughs> that will come back as evil unless if your soul's able to like cleanse it throughout its life. Uh, yeah, that sounds like I don't know. That sounds what like what Christianity would do at least. Hundred <laughs> percent. You you get different logics on why this is happening. Some people think, oh, maybe once the spirit leaves the body, the body becomes corrupted by the land by the or... by the tiny demons in the air, Kevin. By the tiny demons. If we're talking in the about we're talking about Victorians, that's what they would believe. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that. scrub your skin until it's raw, or the demons will get you. Um, but a lot of over, like a lot of cultures in this world are going to have to just deal with the fact that, yeah, the dead. Oh, it's just because we can't even they try to guess like what is the amount that would come back. Yeah, it's impossible for us to know the percentage. Yeah, because because a lot of it is based on like it not being. It has to be based on it's not just not that you're not buried correctly, is that there's something about your personality throughout life where you would really want to be buried correctly. No, I, I think I think we just have to choose the amount that come back and we have to figure out the percentage that makes it not worth it to burn every single body, but is still <laughs> irritating to everybody. I could just burn every single body. I mean, yes, but then we just have a world like, what's the world like with Draugr's in it? Well, everybody burns the dead. That's it. It's a boring answer. Well, no, but no, but (laughs) Draugr would still, (laughs) Draugr would still exist out of like accidental deaths or ones people don't know about. (laughs) Okay. So I guess if they burn every body that they find, every dead person becomes burned, then this world has an obsession with finding where everybody died. If you have a missing, (laughs) if you have a missing persons... Like I don't know to, that's I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. That's how it works in our world as well. Uh, right. We're pretty yeah. obsessed right, with we're, finding. We're, we're bad at it in our world, Kevin. Like, and I'll tell you, we'll be really good at it in this world because they'll come back. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're like, oh no, they're missing. Where are they? Oh, there they are. <laughs> and they're pissed. I feel like there'd also be some kind of like census type thing while you're living like there's there's somebody who's like a tax collector but he just interviews people several times in their lives to see how their personality is and like ah oh, this one is like this one's kind of a shithead i know okay check mark here and we'll be back in like a year to see if you have undroggered yourself or uh if we have to like put you in a cage later okay i, I love this, that this idea but the- in my head it's rick flair 
<laughs> he's like, he's like, all right, just answer these questions. And then he leaves and he's like, woo, that's a bad guy. Uh, this, this weird, <laughs> you got this weird sense of like, like morality and purity, <laughs> like culture in this world where it's like, well, if you're a shit heel, we got to deal with you. Cause when you die, you'll turn, you, you'll turn into a worse shit heel. Yeah. And so there's no possible way that like you, you have your like Norse God culture first and then, then Christianity comes in. There's no way that if this is the world we're living in, that Christianity succeeds because they would get there and be like, okay, you need to do this, this, and this for like, you know, Christian beliefs. And Viking culture is like, no, see, we have all these dead guys that come back to life. You, you go do your thing, but in five days, I guarantee you will change your mind. I just, I think we're going to see a world where, where religions are entirely different, but I do love the idea of just Christians rolling up to, to the Vikings and being like, you gotta do this. Like, no, we have undead. Like, we have undead too. <laughs> yeah. We just deal with it. <laughs> Look, one the in five people undead. come back as a Draugr. And of those one in five, uh, one in five of those just stay in their burrows, which is fine. You just have to leave, live your life in such a pure way is that you don't become the one in five. <laughs> Unlike you, we are not waiting for one to come back. We are, in fact, trying to keep them in their graves. Um, so tying big toes together. I love the idea of just, like, them finding out that you can wrestle a Draugr back into its grave permanently at some point, And that just being a profession. Like, the wandering meat mystics of Italy, except you have wandering bands of wrestlers. Like, going across being like, yeah, we discovered this. You got any Draugr problems? Okay, first, we got to dig a grave. <laughs> like, first step, dig a grave. Second step, do you have a cage or a ladder? Um, <laughs> How about a briefcase? <laughs> climb up that ladder to try to get... <laughs> do you have any sort of, like, prize that we can put up or... Very flimsy tables. How many bards do you have in here? Because I need intro music. By God! <laughs> John Cena. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, that's that's my favorite part of, bit of this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> this image of someone just going up and RKOing someone <laughs> into a grave. I, I think it has potential for a movie. <laughs> it, great. It, it also feels so Nordic. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, guess, guess we better wrestle the dead. I mean, I kind of like the idea of them, like, insult fighting each other. And if the Draugr loses, he just gotta, has to go back in his grave. <laughs> they can also flip. Yeah. I have a weird concept okay. here. Yeah. And this is more of an extrapolation of what this sort of implies versus any specific thing from the legend. And that is this implies a sense of body memory. That, like, it's held somewhere in the body of corpses. Which means if we figure out a way to tap into that, that is how we could solve murders. I mean, I think that's o that's only true if the memory goes back to when they were alive. What if a new memory no, starts no, 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 when no, they you, die? You, no, no, but you don't – if someone murders you, you're dead and they're there. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it won't help if someone shoots you from three miles away. But, like, if someone stabs you and you die and they're still there and, like, they – I don't know, roll your body up in a carpet and then someone finds that if there's a sense of like genetic memory there. So what you're saying is if the story of Rasputin actually happened, 
<laughs> and he came back as a draugr, he could be like, those six men rolled me up in a carpet and threw me in the river. There's also the draugr could say it. I was more yeah. meaning like if we found a technological way of doing Like if the person didn't come back as a draugr, because I thought we were of the mind that like, you won't necessarily come back every single time someone murders you. I mean, I would be vengeful. If it's a murder, you're vengeful, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no question. Okay. All right. No, fair yeah. enough. Like, I'm, I'm on this team. If I if I had a bad clam chowder and I died from it, Kevin, I would be vengeful. That's not even murder. That's just, like, bad food. Like, do you understand how much stuff I have planned to do in the next year alone? Like, if I die tomorrow, I'm going to be vengeful, not necessarily about the person, but, like, the, circumstances. the, the stuff that I yeah. didn't get to do. And he's first. Mm. And then probably <laughs> after that vengeance, then I'll sit down and finish everything. I don't know. <laughs> I was in the middle of a book series, yes, and I'm not finished yet. So I'm gonna kill the person who killed me, and then I will be in my burrow reading. And I'm not, go- I'm not going away until the series is finished. I see. We have different feelings on the esoteric meaning of life. Uh, <laughs> could you, as a drogger, like you get your revenge, and there's no nothing saying that finishes you, but then you get into the greed thing, which is like I'm gonna finish this book. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it done. And then you just do that for the rest of your unlife until somebody wrestles you back into your grave? I don't see why not, but I think the problem with, like, if it's a series that's being released, and we'll just use, I don't know, a popular <laughs> book or something, like, I don't know, uh, George R. R. Martin series. Like, there could be years and years and years before the series finishes. See, what I'm oh, no, thinking, he's... what I'm thinking is, this is the key to immortality. <laughs> if you are angry enough, oh my god, this just means that like Jeff Bezos will never die. He's not because he's me- not even mean or nasty, but greedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I made the CEO joke earlier, Kevin, but I I really believe people who covet like material things almost always would come back as Draugr. Oh, man, you're going to get people who are, like, putting forward, like, a lot of, like, very rich people who are, like, putting forward, um, I don't know, some sort of uh, laws where it's like, actually, maybe the Draugr aren't that bad. I know they eat, pe- I know they eat people because they're playing for when they eventually become Draugr. Yeah, I mean, 100% there's egoists that would do that. Yep, I think we should really, <laughs> I think we should really push for these, uh, for these Draugr to have, uh, you know, equalize the living and then consume them. <laughs> Maybe, maybe Draugr should have their own housing. I think it solves the problem if they have their own housings. I know they can't find front doors, so we just wrestle them into the front door instead of the grave. We just leave a trail of people meet to the front door. Is it, and this, the, the, this don't has, worry. The people meet this, is donated. This, def- this definitely isn't from my last camping trip. Uh, they... They willingly, they willingly donated their arm. Well, did they have any other choices? They willingly donated their arm. <laughs> it is a great sacrifice that they have made to help the drugger people get back to their homes where they can eat the rest of their family. This has a crazy amount of like similarities to like when, corp- when like people fought for corporations to be treated as people. We just created a a late capitalist drugger hellscape <laughs> <laughs> where. <laughs> <laughs> where they set up situations where it's like, well, when I'm undead, I'm going to need to eat humans, so we'll just put 
poor people in a in a place where they're going to have to sell off their limbs. But you know, that's what you do. You got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps <laughs> and maybe sell a toe or two so that I can eat it. Um, sounds a little like uh, Repo the Genetic Opera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds like that. And also, Kevin, we don't know that rich people aren't already droggers. <laughs> I am hating that we went from fun, uh, fun wrestling world to <laughs> crazy capitalism. No, it's state. still a fun wrestling world, Kevin, because now there's vigilante wrestlers who search out like Draugr who are living in mansions and try and wrestle them into graves. Okay, I'm back into it. <laughs> okay, so. So then can we still use the phrase eat the rich or do we have to flip that? Well, of course it's eat the No, no, it's pin the rich. The yeah. rich pin will the eat rich. us and we'll pin, the rich. pin them. And yay, God did count to three and the and the Draugr <laughs> returned to the earth. Uh, Ro- Robert, Robin Hood, who pins the rich and gives to the poor. <laughs> yes. I love it. By God, that's Robin Hood's music. <laughs> Wait, do you hear that? Is that a pan flute in the distance? Oh my God, Robin Hood is wrestling right now. Is Little it a John's team? got a chair. Oh shit! <laughs> Quick, go on TikTok. <laughs> Fire duck from the top rope. <laughs> Managed oh by Maid Marion. Oh man, that just makes me want to put like a. A band of wrestling merry men in every D and D game I run for like <laughs> the rest of like all of human history. I'm into that. Yeah, I, I like this. I like this world of um of 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 wrestling vigilantes I, taking down the undead uh, corporate overlords. I found a new power fantasy, which is being a vigilante wrestler. <laughs> to like destroy the capitalist state. Um, yeah, the the, the new pa- power fan is these his RKO and Elon Musk. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to disagree. Uh, <laughs> well, I think we got a pretty good uh, good world here. Yeah, if you'd like to RKO Elon Musk, please leave us a rating or review wherever you're listening to our <laughs> podcast. Uh, we appreciate That's every single the kind one of audience we, we want. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you uh, have strong feelings and would like to state your capitalist beliefs to us, you can tweet at us. I'm at Mighty Thews. Uh, I'm at Strongman K. Weir. Um, and Kat, where can they get you? I am at Cat uh, underscore Rector on Twitter, Instagram, and weirdly enough, TikTok. <laughs> uh, home to suddenly more wrestling content, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to go find that now. There there are amazing different levels to TikTok. <laughs> mm, I am finding. Uh, you can check out our website, thirdspacepodcast.com, uh, or email us at thirdspacepodcast at gmail.com. And a uh, quick reminder, uh, Kat, where, tell us about your book. Tell us where you can pick it up just so – Everyone gets that in their brains. The Goddess of Nothing at All can be found on most major retailer sites, but you can also request it from your library or your local bookstore. Uh, It comes out on October 1st. And if you want to try it out for free, the first three chapters are up on my website, catrector.com. And uh, oh, yeah, there's going to be a bunch of giveaways this month. So if you want to check out a special edition hardcover giveaway, Make sure to follow me on those social media sites, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the cat 
underscore rector, you can hop into some of the giveaways. This is going to be great. Perfect. Exciting. All right. And our theme song is Barog Boogie by Diablo Swing Orchestra. Join us next week on The Third Space where Kevin and I reveal our wooden technology. Is that why you gave me balsa briefs? Until then, you're a cool person who lives in a cool place. (laughs) 